the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I'd drop by and say hello. Yeah, I just thought I'd say, hey, what's going on? John Hall, welcome the heck back. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Our you, Sarah. fan is very excited. Thank you. I am that you've returned. Equally excited. Happy to be back again. After How a, was your vacation? Very nice. It couldn't was have been. It? it was absolute. The beach was absolutely perfect. Everything you'd want from a beach vacation. Everything. Warm, sunny. The ocean was like glass for six consecutive days. It was absolutely perfect. And the company was outstanding as well. You mean my friends? Yes, you went with <laughs> my friends. They're my friends. Our friends. Yes, our friends. our friends. We had a wonderful time. Three That's couples. so good. Oh, my gosh. Truly you went with it. such outstanding people. Truly, I did. I laughed a lot. I ate a lot. And I spent more time on the beach than legally should be allowed. So all the time we were talking about you frolicking on the beach, you true. actually were. I was, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. frolicking. Really what I was, I was sort of planted within the ocean itself. Like I was a squid. That's so great. Right. I had no desire to. I was in the water more. My wife said in the water more than I was on the actual beach itself. I just wanted to be. In. I'd come out of the uh, out of the water. My hands would be like all you know, pruny, pr- super prune, like hour after hour, just hanging out there in the beach, talking, Doesn't thinking, it smell praying. Great? Oh, it's the best. The birds, the fish. I loved everything about it. Any uh, like nefarious creatures, horseshoe crab, jellyfish. Yes, uh, exact. Both of those. Okay. Lots of horseshoe crabs. More horseshoe crabs at this beach than I've ever seen before. And there was early on um, a couple of jellyfish, which always in the of, water with mm-hmm, you. Yeah. Oh, well, yep. And uh, but it wasn't a, a preponderance. It was okay. not an issue. Is what I should say. So how did you know they were there? I saw them go by, and I also saw a few on the um, on the shore itself. Mm-hmm. Wow, they're not. They're, they're and you weren't aliens. concerned about swimming in well, there. Well, of course, it yeah. Gave you, did it give you a mm-hmm. moment? Yeah, yeah. Because you're moving forward or trying to look around. You go, where, where are they? They are. Then you kind of just to go. You know, I've never seen one what? in the ocean. Really? I never have. I've seen one on the shore, but I've never been in the ocean and seen a jellyfish. They're like, like aliens. In, are they? I'm sure mm-hmm. they are. And they're mildly terrifying. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to get stung. I do not. Have you been stung? Oh, I have. And it's mm. terrible. Yes, it is. It's not pleasant at all. But it was wonderful. Lots of dolphins, incredible dolphins, almost daily frolicking in the in the surf, six, eight, ten at a time. Sweet. Oh, that's so terrific. Mm, lovely. Just beautiful. Yeah, the seagulls diving down into the water, grabbing fish and all that. Just lovely. Perfect. Wow. Mm, good. Yeah. So thanks for being here, for covering. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy. Thanks right, Lex, we're happy to be here. Oh, what the heck? Always. Oh, Lex did it. an outstanding job. Yeah, Lex on the air. Lex was Kathy super organized. Show. She kept yeah. everything going. She was really great. Excellent. Thank she you, Lex. She was really great. It's a lot of moving parts here, isn't yeah. there? A lot yes, of moving parts. exactly. Going. So thank you to Lexi. And yeah, we're super glad you're back, John. I am as, well. yeah, as you can hear, I'm also still 
What is the deal? Illish is what I am. So this is going on... Two months and two weeks. Mm-hmm. That you've been coughing. Mm-hmm. I'm still coughing. Yes. I've had the prerequisite chest x-rays, yada, yada, the steroids, the antibiotics, the inhalers, the blah, 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 and still I am. And I don't know what the deal is. I'm still up. I've had dark moments. There were moments where I'd be lying on the beach thinking, I'll not be at the beach next year because I'll be dead. I fell into that hole. And of course, when you're sick like that. I know. When you're sick for a long time, yes. I have not been sick for years, but now I'm sick and I go, what? what, I I thought for sure. you feel sick? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So you still feel sick Mm -hmm. in addition to the coughing and Mm -hmm. all that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well. Okay. On that happy note. Thank you very much. Yeah. Send your condolences to John Hall, whatever, <laughs> dot All right. Uh, you got news? All right, yeah. I do have news. We also have a great, let me just give the people uh, some idea of what we can look for okay. in today's show. Thank you. Um, in the five o'clock hour, we'll be talking about um, some of the written and unwritten rules of churches. Oh. Which can make it difficult for people who are just coming Walking in. Walking in. Right. It can also, though, make it difficult for people who've been there for a long time yeah. because they're part of the written, unwritten part, yeah, right? Yeah. So that, Someone's that's, keeping score. That's Terry Tim in the 5 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much uh, looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to talk about issues and opportunities that come from connecting all of our appliances and everything to the Internet. Mm-hmm. Like, should you, smart home. should you get the smart refrigerator? Like, I, just before the show, I got a, um, a notification on my phone that my oven had reached temperature. Oh, See, it's a smart oven. So why do I need no, 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 it? No. That's not useful to me. No, years ago, this was like in the 70s, I saw a film with Julie Christie called Demon Seed. <laughs> and the house essentially was a smart house long before there was a smart house, and it kidnapped her, and she died. The house kidnapped Julie Christie? And she died. All right. Okay, just say. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry about that. I'm sick I don't mean and to laugh. That's really that's terrible. For all right, sure. you got some news? I'm ready. Okay, without further ado then, please, Kath, as always, give us the top four at four. It's August 1st already. Oh. I can't believe it. I don't like that. Do you? No. She was May 1st. No, I agree. Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, number one. Just 30 minutes into deliberations, jurors considering a possible death sentence for the man who killed 11 at the Tree of Life Synagogue asked to view the weapons in evidence. What? Isn't that interesting? Very much so. Uh, I'm reading here from the Trib. After consulting with the prosecution and defense, the panel of seven women and five men were brought back into the courtroom where they were permitted to look at, but not touch, the three Glock handguns and AR-15 used on October 27th of 2018 in the attack. The jury began deliberating at 9 a.m. today. Of course, we know that Robert Bowers of Baldwin could be sentenced to death or life in prison with no chance of being released. Um, Back in the middle of June, the jury found Bowers guilty of all 63 counts against him. Now, today, apparently, when the jurors came in, several of them spoke to each other, and then they started asking questions of one of the U.S. Marshals that was on hand to observe. The defense then objected... And then after the jury left the room, the defense requested that the marshal explain what they talk about. Anyway, um, the defense went on to ask for a mistrial because of the conversation that was going on between the people. Anyway, without keeping a long story long, the judge denied the request for mistrial and brought the jury back in and said, you should disregard completely anything said to you and overheard between any questions between jurors, jurors and marshals. It's not evidence. You should disregard this communication. Good, good. All right. Stay on track. Number two. 
The family of Henrietta Lacks, a black woman whose cells were used without permission to form the basis of decades of scientific research, has reached a settlement with the biotech company Thermo Fisher Scientific. The cells, known as HeLa cells, were taken from Lacks without her knowledge or consent back in 1951 when she was seeking cervical cancer treatment at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Doctors discovered that the cells doubled every 20 to 24 hours in the lab instead of dying. These were the first human cells that scientists successfully cloned, and they have been reproducing infinitely ever since. Now, you might be familiar with this because of the very famous book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Um, Lacks herself died in 1951, but her cells have continued to be used after her death in research. Anyway, uh, her family found out what was going on only decades later. Um, and in 2021, uh, her estate filed a lawsuit against Thermo Fisher Scientific, alleging the company was mass producing and selling tissue taken from her even after it became well known that they were taken from her without her consent. Really? Yes. The suit was filed 70 years after her death. Anyway, settlement was achieved today. Interesting. Settlement not made public. Um, news conference said that both parties were pleased to have resolved the matter. Good. Is it a Pittsburgh company? Thermo Fisher's scientific? scientific. Uh, it's a... I, I, anyway. It, Let's look into that. Okay, thank you. Number three. Stargazers will have the chance to view two supermoons, slightly bigger, brighter moons this month. The first supermoon of August will take place Tuesday. That's today, according to the Old Farmer's Almanac. The second on August 30th is a blue supermoon, a rarer phenomenon that won't occur again for nearly a decade. That's exciting, right? That's cloudy. And number four, a 63-year-old man treaded water in the Atlantic Ocean for five hours yesterday after he was swept out to sea off of New York's Long Island. Mm. Dan Ho was rescued after he built a makeshift flag with a broken fishing pole and his shirt to draw attention to himself. Wow. And that is your top four. Oh, that's a great story. I was in the ocean last week treading water, thinking about how long can I tread water? Well. Five hours? Yeah. So listen, he goes out swimming at 5 a.m. And he's pulled out to sea by the current, which would be terrifying, right? Um, He treads water for five hours. Mm. He finds this fishing pole that's out there. He takes his shirt off and waves it in the air. Unbelievable. And two fishermen see it. They think that it's a lobster buoy, but they go closer and realize that it's a dude. It's a guy. So they pull him on their boat, and uh, the water temperature is 68 degrees Mm. Fahrenheit Mm -hmm. at this point, and the poor guy is in shock and incoherent. So he was pretty close to losing his battle with the water. Wow. What a great story. Last week, three people were rescued off the water from Long Island. Really? Mm-hmm. Pulled out very quickly. My brother-in-law does that. He goes in the ocean every morning when, you know, I guess it's, you know, warmer weather. I think like from May through October in Virginia Beach with five other guys. And they go way out where you can't touch bottom. That's, I would never do that's that. That's what they do. I would that's, never do that. That's their exercise. Okay. I mean, I love the exercise part. Yeah. But I would never way, do that. Way, way out there. You okay. see him. Yeah. Good for them. All right. That's an awful lot. There's a lot coming up on today's program. So glad you're along. And John, super glad you're back. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Okay, uh, Sarah Ekoff Zeistra will join us in a few minutes. Hope for those struggling with adulting. Straight ahead on the right home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 FM WORD. It's summer in Pittsburgh, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school. 
If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh August 13th and 14th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton in Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, August 13th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, August 14th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Hey, did you know only six states still have an inheritance tax? Unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of them. This is John Steigerwald. You know, lucky for you, you've got Abernethy and Hagerman there in your corner. I know Jay Hagerman. I've talked with him and his team, and trust me, they know you've worked hard for your money, and they know how to help ensure it gets to the ones you love. Protect what you've spent your life working for. Keep more of what's yours. With Abernethy and Hagerman, visit a-h.law. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Do you remember your first foray into adulting? You go, oh, this is what adults I, do. You know, I'm just talking to my kids about this now. Yeah. So I actually do remember it well. Uh, I remember working uh, for maybe a week, two weeks, probably two weeks, and coming home one random weeknight and saying, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. <laughs> right. This is it? Because going from the student life to the work life, is a real transition. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't, I was like overwhelmed with the futility of (laughs) (laughs) at the tender age of 21. I was like, what has happened? And our kids, that's happened to our kids too recently, right? Yeah, That they've left school and now they are adulting. And you think, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Yep, exactly. Well, we welcome back to the show, uh, a regular guest on our show, uh, Sarah uh, Zekoff-Zalstra. She's a senior writer, uh, faith and work editor. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Aren't you glad I'm back? Sarah, I Sarah us- please I, help us. I usually bring you in because I, John struggles with names. I do. <laughs> See, my name is John I Hall. I say it myself. Yeah. Anything above John Hall, I get lost, Sarah. <laughs> He's so used to the monosyllabic thing, Sarah, that... Yeah, yeah. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. And, and Sarah, wait, so it's one thing, Sarah, uh, your maiden name, and then you made it worse with your married name. I, I mean, did. Uh, it I mean, was no good. It was no good. It's, it, you know, on paper, it's better. It's Ekoff Zylstra. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot. I should have married a guy named John Hall. Thank you. I just yeah. a small, short. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, we're happy that you're here. <laughs> That's right. We are happy you're here. Okay, so talk about that awful transition between being a student and kind of being under the wing of your parents and then realizing, oh my gosh, I have to pay rent. I'm going to have to get health insurance. I'm going to have to pay my own phone bill. What's going on? I know it's true. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot and I think, I think this is hard for every generation. It was hard for you guys. It was hard for me. And I'm wondering if it's even harder for the Gen Z um, generation. Um, they they sort of live in what a lot of people call extended adolescence, right? That goes all the way till 26 when they're um, they, they and and a, we can see this in the generational trends. They get married later, they have babies later, they go to school longer. Um, they they just have a slower on ramp um, than generations before them. I don't know that it makes it harder or easier, um, but they, their challenges are are probably different than the ones that we had. So you hear Kath talking about, you know, time, right? Oh, we, my adult kid who's 25, uh, he lives with me now. And he's going to be with me for a little bit of time for the two of us. He comes home from work and I'll say, hey, uh, would you do this? He like rolls his eyes like, oh, please, I've got to take out the garbage. Are you kidding me? Uh, but, but there is a weird thing. When you're done with work, you think I'm done with work. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Yep. And I think another thing, so as – Time moves on. I've been thinking a lot today, you guys, about Gene Chuenge's book, Generations. Mm. Um, and one thing that that really drives that book is how technology and family life um, and mental health even have moved our generations farther and farther into individualism and farther and farther away from a more collective community. And I think that's part of what you're talking about there, John, is like, um, I'm done with work. I'm doing this now. Now I'm tired. I want my life to look like this. I feel like this, um, it's just the water that they swim in. And so it's just their expectations are different, I think. Yeah. So what does that mean for those of us who are either parents or friends, uh, aunts and uncles, neighbors, you know, what, who are older, though, from a different generation? What do we need to keep in mind? Yeah, I think one way to encourage them in this would, would be to say, let's be really, let's talk about this let's be really intentional together or you can just be intentional and let me know like they like to think things through I think and I and um so if you could say let's be intentional with your time how do you want to use it and if you're a Christ follower and you want to glorify God and you want to serve other people and you lay those things out for them I think that they'll be able to think through that with you or your money as well right when you're become an adult and all of a sudden you have to be uh, maybe more careful with your money. Like, let's intentionally think through what would a good budget look like for you? How do you want to spend your money? Um, and I, I think um, for some kids, at least, that would be a motivational conversation to have. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I remember this. Uh, my kid's going through this right now. Senior year of college, 
everybody's busy, and then all of a sudden everybody moves away. And Mm -hmm. like there was a mourning period for me. I'm sure it's a really common thing, right? Everybody, everybody you've connected with, been intimate with, and so socially deep. And then they're gone and you feel like you're alone. So how for a lot of people, how do you reinvent community, especially if you were so inclined? And I would hope that'd be true. A Christian community. Oh, yeah, I think that's huge. And what I think happens to a lot of kids, you guys, is that they turn to their screens, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's easy to build a quote unquote community on a screen, even if you're just lurking on somebody's social media or you're playing video games with people you'll never meet in real life that that sort of feels like a community Um, and so we know that video game addiction happens far easier when you're going there to escape than when you're going there just because you want to hang out with your actual real life buddies and so I think that's a really danger point that parents need to watch out for because those moments of transition are and moments when kids feel vulnerable or scared or uncertain are going to be the ones when the screen addiction is most likely to happen I think you got to just as much as possible, get them plugged in at a church, get them plugged in with a volunteering, volunteering somewhere, um, get them plugged in with a basketball group that plays on Saturday mornings, get them to the gym, get them like as much as they as possible in a physical space with other people using their bodies, if at all possible um, to do stuff, I think is the answer there. So even if... Uh, people are uncomfortable with that. They think, well, I'm not, I'm not good with people. I'm better online. You're saying it's worth the uncomfortability so that um, people can adjust to being with people and then grow. I think that is a hundred percent true. I think the more that you're online, the harder you're making it for yourself in the long run. So you're kind of putting off the inevitable and by putting off the inevitable, you're just like retarding your own growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. What the heck? Yeah. Sarah Ekoff Zylstra is with us. Oh, How about off. that? Show yes. <laughs> She's senior editor and faith and work editor for the Gospel Coalition. Um, Sarah, uh, what about money? Yeah. Things like uh, I mentioned health insurance or budgeting or, you know, car student insurance. Loans. Yeah, student loans. Um, what about all of that? How do you how do people help but don't overreach? Yes, what a good question. Um, I think offering help, I think even offering um, to look at their budget or let them see your budget. Um, I think just saying like, hey, walk me through how you're, I know you've got this under control. I know you're thinking about these things. Kind of walk, can you let me know, walk me through how you're planning to do this. Um, can, can I, you know, is there, I, I use this budget software. Are you interested in something like that? Um, just, I know it's, I don't want you don't want to come across heavy handed um, and yet you do want to teach them. And so I think that's important. I also think that teaching them to tithe and to give mm. is just critical at this mm-hmm. stage. It feels like you can't do it because you're so poor. I get it. I was so poor, too. Um, and yet I think those habits, it's so much harder to pick up tithing or pick up giving later on. Um, and But to build that into those first budgets, it's such a sweet, sweet thing. And um I think the Lord wrote that it's a way to bring joy to his heart and a joy to yours. Excellent. Sarah, you said something. You, you don't want to be heavy handed at the same time, right? You you want to be of help, but don't want to be a helicopter parent, too. I mean, it's kind of a weird Or a age. snowplow parent where right. you're going and doing all the Crushing. stuff no, for no. them. Right. It's a really delicate time. And maybe, you know, it's different than our generations just because of the obvious things that are before kids now. But those still lessons are necessary to be part of someone's life. 
Yeah. I mean, it's probably just a lot of conversations. I think that's also why you really need to get them plugged into those community. Like they're, you're right. They're not going to want to talk. I didn't want to talk to my mom about every last thing. Um, But if you, but the more community you build around them, especially like, gosh, other older adults in their lives, if you can get them connected to a Bible study at church, um, good friends, good Christian friends that they can go on a mission trip with some people, um, anything that you can do to, to pour more people into their lives who will be speaking gospel truth to them, um, then they'll just be, keep hearing it. And hopefully one of those times it sinks in. That's good. Hey, speaking of gospel truth, you're an editor at the Gospel Coalition. Sarah, we really admire you because you're so prolific and there's a lot of wisdom in your writing as well. Talk to us about the Gospel Coalition and your work. Oh, gosh, it's been such a joy. Um, I started working for the Gospel Coalition maybe five or six years ago. Colin Hansen said to me, hey, will you come and tell stories of where God is at work in the world? And both of us thought maybe there'd be a couple. Mm. Like, I, mm. I wasn't even hired full time. Like, right? Like, how how much is God doing? I and mean, we know God is at work, but is he doing some amazing things through his church, through his people that you could write in a journalistic way? Um, and we just, it has been five or six years. I'm still going super strong. It is amazing to watch God over and over in all parts of the world, open doors, um, fan the flames of revival, um, bring good theology and turn even mistakes around. Um, what he can do with a life that is fully surrendered to him is amazing, which is other, uh, something else I would tell. I just got this advice this week, and this is advice I would give to young people and even to parents. I was talking to Miguel Nunez, who is a um, probably like the John Piper of Latin America. And he said, I, he's done all these amazing things. But he said, do you know what? I'm not the thing. If people say to me, what are you good at? I say waiting because I just, all I've done my whole life, the story of my life has been waiting on the Lord, like waiting for that opportunity to open, waiting for God to say yes, waiting for God to say go, um, waiting on his plan. You don't have to create your own life plan. You don't have to make a vision board. You don't have to you know, order your steps. The Lord orders your steps. Mm. And you as a parent and as a child are waiting, you're following, you are, and you can't follow until you know where you're going. And the leader leads one step of the way. I'm reading through um, like the Israelites in the Bible, right? And and they don't go until that pillar of fire and smoke goes. And if it stops, they stop. And so, boy, the more you can get your kid into the word, the more you can get them connected with a good community, the more sensitive their spirit can be to the Lord. Um, and as you, as a young adult, if you work on those things first, and the Lord will lead. That's wonderful. Wow, that is really encouraging. Sarah Ekovsalstro has been with us. You can check out her book that she co-authored called Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Sarah, thank you. great to hear you pronounce your name, and thanks for being with us. <laughs> You're the best, Sarah. Always thanks a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys you. are great. Yep. Take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about smart gadgets that can save your home and your money. That's next on The Ride Home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting The Ride Home. I sat through probably my 40th Memorial Day parade recently, but on this particular day, I was kind of being a negative Nelly. It was scorching hot. There were a zillion people fighting for the same four parking spots. And no disrespect, but there were a lot of clowns. See? Negative Nelly. But as I sat there all embarrassing-like, I was hit smack upside the head with a big dose of perspective. As our veterans marched by and as thousands of people stood to our feet and gave the incredible men and women the thank you they deserve. 
and reminded me I've got nothing to be negative or Nelly about. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And veterans, you should know that the government offers you some significant advantages on new home purchases and cash-out refinances. Things like 0% down on purchases, no PMI, and the ability to cash out a higher percentage of equity than most. If you're curious, it would truly be our honor to try to help at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing number 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, right. 724-NEW-ROOF. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clear to partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Wildfire smoke tonight will cause the moon to appear orange. Tonight's low 56. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. Smoke from Canadian wildfires can reduce air quality and create hazy skies. Tomorrow's high 82. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Partly sunny Thursday. It will be more humid with a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Your insurance company, your homeowner's insurance, the rates are to increase 9% this year on top of 7% last year. Really? Mm -hmm. Homeowner's insurance rates uh, through the roof. So uh, I saw a piece about uh, smart gadgets. We're going to talk about this with our next guest as well, sort of a precursor of the conversation. So do you have smart gadgets? I have the only smart thing I have is my oven. No smart TV? Oh, yeah, I do have a smart TV. Okay. That's right. I do. Have, I have a TV and I have an oven. And what's the, what's the oven do? Well, not nearly as much as I thought it would do, to be honest with you. I thought when I hooked it up, when I first got it, that it was going to allow me to like turn the oven on. Remotely? Remotely. But can't do that. So all it basically tells me is when my timer is going off, which is helpful because I have a tall house. You know, so I'm up in the You're attic upstairs. sometimes and you can't hear it. So I do appreciate that. But that's about it. And it tells me when, you know, someone preheats the oven during the day when that's I'm it. at work. Like, it's it's pretty dumb. So you would think if it was a smart oven, it would make you like cinnamon rolls. And it's, it didn't tell you, oh, you're cinnamon It's not making roll. me anything, John. Mm, so it's not really that smart. No. Well, okay. Well, so to combat, apparently, the rising of uh, homeowners insurance, uh, the Wall Street Journal has a list of smart gadgets that can save your home and apparently money. Because the more smart gadgets that you have registered with your insurance company, you're apparently your rates are supposed to come down some. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, 
something a, a leak a leak detection system. You ever heard something like this? No. According to farmers, uh, farmers insurance water damage claims are seven times more frequent than claims related to theft or fire. Oh, so, so something you spring a leak in the upstairs bathroom That's and it comes happened. down through your kitchen. Remember this years ago? My kids were little. Yep. The phone rang here. <laughs> that was so funny. I do uh, remember that. The phone rang and my youngest was like on the phone in a panic. Apparently, the, the line from the toilet tank in, uh, from, from the, the wall, wall it broke. Right. And so water, the silver yes, piping. water was rushing down from the bathroom into an office below it, and he was panicked saying what did i just said go upstairs your older son kept his hit he did keep his head yes so apparently you can put water uh, detection sensors on your toilet and your kitchen sink anywhere where there's water running and so it would prevent no idea i had no idea they could do this either Mm -hmm. okay Uh, fairly inexpensive i believe and that's going to save me on my home homeowner's insurance uh a leak detector you think it would save you a lot if you know right um also you can save money on home security systems everyone has known that right do you have a security system? Yes. Oh, they, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, electrical sensors and fire alarms. Another big source of non-weather-related claims are cooking and grease fires, as well as fires caused by faulty wiring. State Farm offers customers in most states an app, uh, an app sensor that plugs into a power outlet and can detect electrical power fluctuations. Well, okay, so what, what, what if I get... An yeah, alert on my phone, and I'm here in the middle of the show. You're at Aldi or something. Yeah. What right. am I going to do? Like, okay, so the 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 electricity is fluctuating at home. What I'm going to call the cops and say, "Go up and look go at my, my house. house." Like, yeah, yeah they're they're going to hate me after the third time I call in a false alarm. I wonder, you know, nine eleven, you know, or whatever. Those calls have been out the roof. How about how about like whenever you have a, I have an Apple Watch. Somebody gave me, and like I, I'm like using the lawnmower, and I move a quick motion. Yeah. Did you fall? No, I didn't fall. And then, and then you have to say, oh, if I did fall, then it, it will tell 911. 911 is clogged from iPhones oh. saying, I fell, I fell, I fell, when in fact you didn't fall. Mm-hmm. So beware of this smartwatch. Do you like an Apple phone? Or Apple watch, I mean? You know what? Uh, someone gave me one because I've been here since 1954. <laughs> and uh, I wore it for a while, but I fell away from using it. I, I don't really care about a watch. Okay. Yeah. Lex, you have an Apple watch? I don't have an Apple Watch, but I do have a Fitbit. Okay, in the in the ballpark. Okay, right? yeah. You? I, no. I'm looking. I'm looking. You at always the wear skin. a watch. I know, but my battery broke. Oh, five and I bucks. haven't got. I, I know. Get you one for your birthday. <laughs> okay, Cause that's the kind of guy I am. All right, take a quick break. Come back. Yeah, we're talking about smart homes. Uh, continue on that conversation with actually a guy who knows what he's talking about. W-O-R-D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. On MyPillow's 20th year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillow.
pillows. You'll receive a queen size my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. Regular price is sixty nine ninety eight, and just ten dollars more for a king size. In addition to the special anniversary offer on the my pillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for nineteen ninety eight, or call eight hundred three nine one zero nine five four. Use promo code WORD. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com, call 800-391-0954, use promo code WORD. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. AI is going to completely transform our world. Some people are calling this the chat GPT for traders, and the platform is Vantage Point. Did you know Vantage Point has been perfecting AI for traders since the late 1980s? Vantage Point is an AI-powered software that uses pattern recognition to identify market trends before they become obvious. I'm talking about generative AI capable of forecasting financial market data and helping traders find the best trades with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. Text MONEY to 813813 for a free live class to learn more about AI for traders. And as a bonus for attending, you'll receive a free copy of the Vantage Point Accuracy Study. Text the word money to 813813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text the word money to 813813. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. said earlier this is like in the mid 70s i was away from home doing some kind of theater and hungry for just you know to see a movie so i went and saw this julie christie film called demon seed i mean because I mean, when you're alone Lexi, this is anything. the kind of movie that you should definitely watch but you know what it was a pretty good movie i mean like it's been decades i still remember it. so julie christie she was like in the middle of some sort of marital difficulty her husband left this high-tech home and the home essentially took over her life. And no spoiler alert, I don't think people are going to go out and try to find this movie. She's dead at the end of the movie. So the, 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 house, home, kills her. the house kills her. Yeah. Okay. Demon seed. So <laughs> you look at the rise of you know smart technology. Is that a possibility? I don't know. Maybe just you know a little overreach there just from a fictional account. Derek Sherman's back with us. Derek's a regular guest on our show. Dr. Sherman is professor of computer science at Calvin University, author of a book we love, A Christian Field Guide to Technology for Engineers and Designers. Derek, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, John and Kathy. It's nice to be back. My pleasure. So, Derek, <laughs> Derek, is Demon Seed going to come into reality? Have you seen it? Have you watched it? I, I confess I haven't seen yeah, the movie, but... Uh, but yeah, no, this is the whole topic of the Internet of Things and often referred to by the acronym just IOT, mm-hmm. IOT devices, right, where you can basically now go to, you know, your local uh, shop or online retailer and buy smart devices for your home, you know, things like 
smart soap dispensers and smart shower controllers and smart outlets and smart light bulbs and, you know, all of these devices Mm -hmm. then are, you know, can make make your home respond to your voice commands or allow you to monitor it remotely. And um, and yeah, it, it, it. it, it sort of changes the way that you can interact and monitor and manage your, your home devices. Interesting. Have you tried the smart soap dispenser? <laughs> no, and I'll tell you a reason later on in a few moments why I don't have uh, any smart devices in Thank my you. home. But okay. they are very popular, and uh, and like I said, there, there's all kinds of different things that, that you can get that are, you know, I, I imagine it won't be too far off where there'll be smart blenders and I think there's smart refrigerators now and, and um, kitchen appliances. Um, so, Okay, what about this, Derek? Uh, I have an article pulled up, the eight best smart water leak detectors. Yeah. Okay, I, I do have one of those, but I, I, I've set it up in my home such that it's not connected to the cloud. Um, okay. And that has to do with security concerns. But I should quickly add one little historical point. The world's very first smart device was actually at uh, in Pittsburgh at uh-huh. Carnegie Mellon University. Tell us, really? Yes. No, the very first device that was put on the Internet, and it was before the web, so this was the earlier days of the Internet. It was, I think, late 70s, early 80s. There were, the computer science department at CMU uh, wanted to monitor and track the Coke machine because programmers would be working late at night and they were fueled by caffeine and they wanted to know, you know, was there any Coke in the machine and were, were, were the Coke bottles cold or were they warm? So they actually wired up the, the Coke machine in the computer science department so that you could check online the status of the Coke machine. I love it. And, uh, yeah, to this day, it's it's regarded the first Internet of Things device on the Internet. You can, you can Google it to read the history of it. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, so yeah. no, wait, you made reference to you've got a, a, something of a smart device in your home, but you are not choosing to put it in the cloud. Is this a security thing? Yeah, so, so, so the, you know, despite all of the nifty advantages of, you know, uh, hooking your soap dispenser and your blender to the Internet so you can monitor and manage it, that there are real security concerns. And because these devices are connected to the Internet, and to the cloud, they can be hacked like any other computer can on the internet. And there's, you know, no shortage of stories of of devices that have been hacked and then used to perform other attacks or to gain entrance into someone's home network. Right. And so, probably one of the most disturbing sort of examples that you can read about is when people um, report that their baby monitors have been hacked. Mm. So there are. I don't know whether you've heard of heard of these sort of incidents, but there are sort of examples of baby monitors that have been hacked by, by people on the internet, and then you know then they'll basically use them to, uh, you know, basically just say weird things to a child in his in his or her room, or right. or, or you know take over microphones or cameras and these sorts of things. So wow, um, that's super creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. So, so it's not to say that there aren't secure ways of of kind of um, deploying these devices, but the the issue is, is you know, when you've got them strewn about your 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 house, you know, how do you know whether they're up to date and whether security patches are applied and whether the manufacturer is keeping up with you know plugging security holes and vulnerabilities? I mean, even your own laptop is updated, you know weekly or daily sometimes in order to just keep your software and your operating system, you know, secure. Right. So 
does this have any relationship to being a believer? I mean, uh, it's hard to think that a leak detector and Christianity have some thread <laughs> together, but is there? Well, you know, and the, the other issue is actually privacy. Um, you know, the, the privacy issue of, you know, what is your data doing? You know, and, and I, I think of Psalm 121, which says that, you know, that the the, the Lord watches over uh, all of us, you know, that basically the Lord will watch over your coming and your going, basically, is what it says in Psalm 121. But the, the thing about, you know, about that that verse is that it's a very um, beneficial kind of benevolent kind of watching over. The Lord watches over us in, in ways to care for us. But a lot of a lot of corporations and a lot of um, products gather our data and watch over us using the devices in our homes in ways that they can use that data then to sell things to us or to profile us or to you know basically use that data in ways that may not be in our best interests. So, um, so you know this concern over privacy uh, with with internet connected devices I think is legitimate. Um, but, uh, um, of course, you know, we also know that the Lord is watching everything that we do, but of course that's a, that, that's in a very different kind of, um, manner than our internet devices do. Dr. Derek Sherman is with us, professor of computer science at Calvin University. Um, Derek, I, I brought up just as a, uh, an example, the best smart water leak detectors, which is a, uh, an article that I just pulled up on my phone before you came on the air. Yeah. And you said, oh, yeah, that, that, you know, I have one of those, but I don't have it hooked up to the cloud. Okay, so what does that, what good is having it? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, this is where perhaps I'm at a bit of an unfair advantage. I, I, I sort of wrote some of my own software with oh. a very yeah, small Derek. computer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is perhaps not for not for everyone, but I have a little computer, a hobbyist computer that maybe some of your listeners may know about called a Raspberry Pi, which oh, is yeah. a small computer that you can hold in your hand. And uh, basically it monitors my water sensors and then sends me uh, an email or text if, uh, if something's happening. But I'm not connected to some big cloud service out there. But this is something that, that uh, is, uh, is harder for individuals to do on their own. Interesting, of course. Um, yeah. So there'll be a day, there, there, yeah. then there will be a day then uh, that just about everything, our, our entire homes, our lives, our cars, our children, our very souls will be smart adapted. <laughs> Well, maybe not our souls, but everything physical that we have. You know, um, in fact, the Internet sort of standards um, that are out there were actually changed a number of years ago to to allow for more addresses. We were running out of IP, Internet protocol addresses, for all the devices on the Internet. And so the, the, the new Internet standard is actually set up in such a way that, you know, almost every... A particle on Earth could get an internet address if it needed one. So they've actually been planning for this. Really, and there are beneficial there are beneficial legitimate uses of this. Um, you know, IoT devices can be used to monitor uh, what they call smart cities. You know, to keep track of traffic and pollution and public safety and you know street lamps whether they need their bulbs replaced and, and monitor roads and bridges for wear and tear. Yeah. Um, you know that they're, they're using it for citizen science, so people are using IoT devices to to sprinkle seismographic monitors. You know that measure sort of um, um, uh, for earthquakes and and, mm-hmm. and uh, tremors. You know all around the earth, and uh, there's people using IoT devices to monitor endangered species. Whoa. You know and uh, wildlife that are under threat. 
Um, and then also for health, you know, like uh, cardio monitors and health monitors for people who are perhaps alone at home or, or have you know, health concerns that they can be monitored by a physician. So these good. these are all really beneficial uses. Yeah, um, so it's all good while it works, right? At the same time, my brother had a Nest thermostat at his house, and then oh, the yeah. power went out, and he had no heat in his house. <laughs> well, that that may also be just due to your, your furnace not needing power as well. But, yeah, I mean, the Nest thermostat is another example, and products like it are examples of products that allow you to connect your your your, your Internet to your home. So you can monitor your temperature or even, you know, kind of uh, command it to, to come up to temperature before you come home. So, so there are, you know, nifty features. It's just you, you need to make sure the, the manufacturer and the device you're using is one that's taken security into account. Interesting. That's Dr. Derek Sherman, professor of computer science at Calvin University. Derek, thank you for uh, kind of freaking us all out. We appreciate your time today. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Always good, Derek. <laughs> Yeah, well, have a good day. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Always good, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, his book, A Christian Field Guide to Technology for Engineers and Designers. If you're an engineer and a designer, go for it. Really interesting. And you're, what, your raspberry, right? Right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care. And that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly. And it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you. And that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust and they get paid instantly after their shift and it's free to you start now by calling 412-990-1365 that's 412-990-1365 or go to freedomcare.com imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking Skechers new massage fit sneakers because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-822-1388. 800-822-1388. 800-822-1388. 
Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. Okay. A group called the American Society for Nutrition held their annual meeting in Boston last week. And they revealed that they have examined data on more than 700,000 United States veterans. Okay. And how their life expectancy shifted based on a number of healthy habits that were followed. Now, these are not groundbreaking habits, but so here are the habits. Being physically active, being free from opioid addiction, not smoking, managing stress, having a good diet, not regularly binge drinking, having good sleep hygiene, and having positive social relationships. Now, as I said, their, their habits are not groundbreaking. Um, you've, I'm sure, heard these in the past. But uh, this group says, according to the results, men with all eight habits at age 40 are expected to live 24 years longer Whoa. on average compared with those with none. Whoa. Women with all eight habits are predicted to live an average of 21 additional years. Wow. Quote, we are really surprised by just how much could be gained with the adoption of one, two, three, or all eight lifestyle factions, uh, says the health science specialist at the Department of Veterans Affairs. How about that? Okay, give give us the eight things again. Eight things are uh, being physically active. Okay. Being free from Does opioid. Does it say what physically active means? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Being free from opioid addiction, not smoking, Mm -hmm. managing stress, having a good diet, not regularly binge drinking, having good sleep hygiene, and having positive social relationships. Mm. I mean, holy heck. Wow, that's a long time. 21 years or 24 years. I love it so much. Wow. Okay. The one thing that I uh, strike out on is the good sleep hygiene. You strike out on? Yeah. Because you struggle with that. Yeah, I do struggle with that. I stay up too late. And then you are stuck? Or you stay up too late? See, then you wake up, aren't you like, mm-hmm, I, I, don't you need more sleep? Yeah. I but love, then I just, I, I'm just so used to. Getting by on right, less sleep. I'm, right. not, I'm not doing that. Right. I need that sleep. Yeah. Lex, how do you feel about that? What's your sleep hygiene situation like? You got it? Oh, it's terrible. Is it? You're staying up too late, too. Yeah, I'm staying up too late, and I'm on my phone right before bed and mm-hmm. right when I wake up, mm-hmm. which is something I'm trying to... That's not good. Break not yourself do. of. Right, yeah. Right, right. Listen, I was on vacation with these... There were three couples. All three of, all three couples were in bed by 10 o'clock every night. Really? Every night. What? Like we're 105. <gasps> yeah. I yeah. haven't been... I mean, I, I was proud of myself that I went to bed last night. At what time? Maybe 11.30. I felt really good about it. I'm in bed. I'm sleeping by then. I'm doing it. Lex, I bet you're proud of me for going to bed at 11.30. I am proud of you. Because you're up to 1.30. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably so. Uh No, I think the... And I I did wake up in the middle of the night thinking, well, it was really good that I went to bed at 11.30. Like, Mm. I feel good about going to bed at 11.30. But when you wake up, can you go back to sleep? Oh, yeah. 
See, that's a problem with me. If okay. I wake up at 4 a.m., the night's over. Oh, no, I wake I'm up. I'm stuck. Oh, I'm at no. sea. I mean, I have at least two wake-ups no. during every night. Oh, that's too much. At least that's two. That's way too Sometimes much. Sometimes it's three or four. I love sleeping, don't you? Yeah. I love it so it's much. great. It makes me so happy. It's really great. Mm-hmm. My husband always says, I am so good <laughs> at sleeping. <laughs> It is a talent. Why right? can't why can't I be rewarded in some way monetarily because of my skill in sleep? Excellent. That's the four o'clock hour of the ride home. We come back during the five o'clock hour. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, the rules of church. Stick around for that. What if you don't know the rules of church? Mm-mm. You, you may lose church the game. Then? Yeah. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Former President Trump blasting GOP senators for not doing more to investigate President Biden's alleged history of corruption. The former president says all GOP senators who refuse to demand answers about the Biden family's finances should be primaried. The ramped-up rhetoric comes even as many GOP senators openly oppose Trump winning the party's presidential nomination and are taking a wait-and-see attitude about the investigations into then-Vice President Biden's alleged influence peddling during the Obama administration. Many Senate Republicans also remain leery of supporting Trump in his legal battles, given his polarizing effect on some moderate Republican and independent voters. Bob Agner reporting. A Palestinian gunman has opened fire at an Israeli settlement east of Jerusalem, wounding at least six people before being shot and killed. That shooting in Malel Adumem in the occupied West Bank. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPA and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE 
file. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise. From 6.30 to 9, enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Clear to partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Wildfire smoke tonight will cause the moon to appear orange. Tonight's low 56. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. Smoke from Canadian wildfires can reduce air quality and create hazy skies. Tomorrow's high 82. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Partly sunny Thursday. It will be more humid with a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Greetings. Uh, it's good to be back after a John Hall. vacation hiatus. Happy to have your voice you. and your whole person back here Very in the good. studio. Me too. Happy to be here. How was your vacation? It could Well, it was excellent. On the beach was wonderful. Six days of warm weather and oh. calm seas. And you were in one of the Carolinas? I was. I was okay. in uh, North Carolina at the the Corolla Beach. And our friends, I went. Uh, it was my wife and I with two other couples who are good friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And they, good friends of mine. Yes. And they were interested <laughs> because they wanted to drive their four-wheel drive on the beach. Right? That Like some adventure. Sure. Okay. It was overrated, for one thing. Mm. You all have four-wheel drive vehicles, yeah, uh-huh. so that was possible. A little terrifying, because the last thing you wanted to do was get stuck on a beach, because <sighs> we did see that. Um, but while you're on the beach, like, you know, the, the next day, while you're, like, lounging on the beach, you have to be careful. It's like being on the Parkway West. What do you there, mean? There was so much traffic. Oh, you mean there are other vehicles on the beach? Other vehicles. There was a cement mixer on the what? beach. Yeah. I mean, gigantic vehicles. Big construction vehicles, everything. It ran the gamut. That little dune buggies. That's a. That would really bother me. Did that bother you? Yeah, I I I was happy. We had a great week, like I said, fabulous week. But I wouldn't go back there again. I I don't need to do that. I mean, gee, so there's like a highway right behind your head as you're like in front of me sometimes too. Oh, between you you and the water. Yep. Yeah. What the heck. Yeah, plus, you know, I've been to a lot of beaches. I wouldn't want to live on that beach because we, we left the main road and then we had to drive on the beach itself for more than six miles to get to our house. Wow. Um, it, was, that... it was fun. Seriously, in front of the beach, the water on the beach, the sun on the beach, Beautiful. outstanding. Incredible. But driving on the beach, that whole thing, uh, totally overrated. It was where the wild horses were. 
right? So and did you see Wild Horses? I did. Mm-hmm. And how was that? Fine. It really wasn't my... Yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. There's a horse. I mean, there's yeah. some... The, it dates back, I believe, to the Spanish, like 1700s. Okay. This DNA group of horses have been living on this beach. You, you can't touch them. Don't get close to them. Don't feed them. Okay. They so it exists solely on uh, some kind of weird... The fat of know, the land. Pretty much like, I don't know what they're eating, some grass, but not much. Uh, not a whole lot of horses. The, to me, the big thing is the horse tours which are $55 per person that run nonstop. Like you're on the beach at 8 o'clock in the morning. There are horse tours of these you know, gigantic SUVs with 10, 20, 30 people in them, like World War II vehicles, sh- people up from one end of the beach to another. Big business. And I don't th- think they've seen a lot of horses, to be honest. So you're paying 50 bucks. 55 bucks. Because then, you know, you're on the beach and these things, you're going by and you hear like the narrator. Like, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, I guess I could do that job. (laughs) (laughs) The beach narrator. People are like reaching for stuff because you got two hours, last two hours. So if there's no horses to see, then what do you do? And you talk. So I heard like snippets. Oh, there was during World War II, there were enemy submarines sighted off the shore here. Like they're just, you know, grabbing whatever. Right. That'd be an awful, that'd be a hard job, just narrating something that, you know, the mythical unicorn that might be out there. Okay, forget that. Yeah, thank you. Forget that. All right. All right, so this new story came in um, about this family who dis- who were, they, they decided to live off the grid because of fear. Right. Basically, right? So kind of taking the conversation we had right before the end of the four o'clock hour. Right. And sending it in, in kind of... Crazy trajectory, which we're so afraid to live in the digi- in the digital world and modern society. We want to completely unplug, live off the grid. Right. So I saw a story while I was away. Uh, last summer, a woman by the name of Rebecca Vance talked with her family about a dream that she had. She wanted to live in a land disconnected from the world, which she viewed as chaotic and dangerous. So she told her sister that she could grow and gather her own food in in a remote place, that she and her teenage son would be happy and safe away from the news, the virus, the politics of modern-day America. She said, I'm going to worry about you, her stepsister said, but Ms. Vance was resolute. She said, I'm going to live off the land. Well, the decision proved to be fatal because last Tuesday, a coroner identified uh, three bodies that had been found earlier in the Colorado Rocky Mountains as those of this poor woman, Rebecca Vance, 42, her 14-year-old son, and her sister, Christine Vance, 41. They ventured out of concern for their safety, believing an extra set of hands would be useful. So the, the sister came along. Initially, it was just the mother and her son. And then the sister said, this is dangerous. I'm going to come with you. Well, it looked like they starved to death, the poor things. No. That they, the only thing that was found with them in a tent was a pack of ramen noodles. And there were empty cans of food that they existed on, apparently. They didn't grow their own food. And there they were, out in the middle of the wilderness in the Colorado oh Rockies. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so they were unprepared for what they, they were weren't naturalists, set up were to they? do. No, they right. were foolish. Okay. So it's interesting. So something that, you know, like, like that. The world scares me, so I'll retreat. But by doing so, it the worst possible outcome. Right. So it's hard to come to grips with the fact that something that is so bad can also be so good. So 
modern life is terrible in many, many ways. Uh, but there, the modern advances of ambulances and hospitals and the 911 system right. and all those things that have been set up are there to save lives. So, you know, there's you can't look at any or there are very few issues. I'm sure there are a couple. I just couple shot into my head just now. There are a couple that you can say are either just bad or just good. But I think most things are nuanced and making a decision out of fear is probably never the healthiest option. Well, of course, you don't know what went on in this poor people's heads, but it sounds as though you're so ingesting the news cycle and looking at everything through that broken lens of what the news cycle presents to us. Mm -hmm. And so doing so plants seeds of great fear in you. So you want to run away from it and you're ill-equipped. Listen, to me, that's what cable news sounds like. I don't watch cable news in the evening on in particular because of issues like this. I I don't want to be amped up over those things. When I do check in, it just seems like fear mongering one segment after another. Well, how about your Apple news feed? Have you looked at that lately? Oh, I don't. I don't. I turned the, the notifications oh, off. Oh, well, I, I have no notifications. But my Apple, like, you know, you and I are looking at news all day sure. long. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But my Apple news feed is particularly dark and nefarious. Particularly. I mean, if I'm doing this, if I'm just, you know, z- mm-hmm. going through the news stories, it's all murder and desecration and fear and violence. And I was like, holy smokes. I mean, it takes a, a good 30 seconds for me to go through this and scroll that and go, I don't need to hear this stuff. I do not need to hear this. Maybe it's just a better curator, curation of your new source. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I also think that if, if we believe in Jesus, we have to believe yes. what he told us, which is that he's going to overcome the world. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, yes, Don't it's be, it's going to be a difficult life. It's a crazy world. It, we know but, it is. You know, God will work everything for good for those who love him and are called according to his plan. So every either we believe that or we don't. And, right. when and the, live it out. Fully. Yeah, you have to live it out. Right. You have to live it out. But no I mean, matter what. The technology has made it so easy for us to lose our minds. Well, or, yeah, especially it... how about the big X on top of the Twitter building? Oh, please. Did that? Seriously. What is that all about? What, again, it's like the Hunger Games. How is this guy like? I don't even know. The, I mean. I don't even I know. I don't even anyway. Okay. Terry Toons with us in a little bit. Rules, rules of, of the, the game church. And okay, rules of the next. church, yeah. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. 
You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read the secret war on cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please get and read the secret war on cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-ROOTER2 today. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Word FM presents the Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar. Enter now for your chance to win the perfect date night for two. August 18th, our grand prize couple will be swept away on our Gateway Clipper dinner cruise, followed by a romantic night stay at the mansions on 5th. Grand prize to be awarded August 11th, followed by three more weekly dinner for two giveaways during August. The Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar, creating lasting relationships with customers for over 50 years. Enter now at wordfm.com. This is Colossians 2, starting at the 16th verse. It says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he's seen, and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. Mm. He's lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use because they're based on human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Interesting. That's a lot. That sure is. Rules, rules, rules. There it is in Scripture. Terry Tim is back with us. Pastor Terry Tim is the pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, uh, today to talk to us about the written and unwritten rules of the church. Thanks, as always, for being with us. My pleasure, John and Kathy. Thanks for reading uh, Scripture. Uh, I love I love hearing your voice read read the Word of the Lord to us today. Mm. Well, it's a 
it's kind of tricky, this passage. I mean, there's a lot in there. Sure is. Um, okay, so can we start at the beginning? Don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day, because these are a shadow of the things that were to come, but the reality is found in Christ. That, that really is the heart of this text. And the first word that you read is therefore, therefore. So whenever you see the word therefore in scripture, you should probably look what preceded that. Mm. And and so just a quick snapshot. I love the book of Colossians. And for, for some reason, Colossians doesn't seem to get a lot of play in the church today. But the primary message of, of this letter to the early church, the church in Colossae, it's all about the supremacy of Jesus. Like Jesus is head and shoulders above everyone and everything in the universe. He's the image of the invisible God, Paul writes. He's the head of the, the, the body, which is the church. He has created everything. He sustains everything. He holds everything together. He has come to have the first place in all things. And so because that's true, the writer of this letter is encouraging the church don't let anybody detract you from the reality of who you are in Jesus and what Jesus has done in you, with you, and through you. And, and so, you know, the, this idea of don't let anyone judge you. I, I think it's such an interesting uh, phrase. We as humans like to judge other people. I mean, I, I think it's just part of our fallen nature of humanity. Yeah. We like to judge people, and we typically judge people in such a way that we put them down, and it promotes ourselves. And so in the early church, what's happening is, you know, people had crept into the church. Uh, and again, remember, think in the first century. They're still trying to figure all this Jesus stuff out, right? They're they're thinking this through, the implications of it. Who is Jesus? What has he done? But there, there was this company of people who were very concerned about external things. People that were really caught up with, whether it was the, the, the Old Testament law or mysticism of the first century or philosophical teachings. And, and Paul here is addressing kind of all of those in some extent. But he's like, there are people out there who are putting you down because you are not strict followers of some external rules. What you eat, what you drink, how you practice religious festivals. How about this one? A new moon celebration. How many of us know that there are actually in the Bible references to new moon celebrations? I didn't know that. No, me neither. That and angel worship. I, you know, I looked, I, I looked at that. Well, angel worship is is kind of outside the realm of Ju- the Judeo-Christian faith, but actually, there are numerous references, really, beginning in the Book of Numbers and later in the Prophets and Prophet Hosea, Isaiah sixty-six. The, the Hebrew people were actually instructed by God to have new moon celebrations. And I think it's really interesting, you know, all the other religious festivals, there's all sorts of detail about what you are to eat, what you are to wear, when you are to celebrate it, all that kind of stuff. But there's no uh, there's no details around new moon celebrations. So I, I was joking with my congregation. We got to we got to start doing new moon celebrations. <laughs> the next one is August 26th and we can have a new moon party or whatever. <laughs> but 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 Paul is just saying, like, there are people out there. There are people out there who are out to get you and to put you down. 
and to say that because you are focused on the things of Christ and not focused on this external law, whether it's it's mapping on Old Testament commands or some human traditions that have been added to the mix, like all of those things, even those things that are good, there's nothing wrong with a religious festival, according to the Old Testament. There's nothing wrong with new moon celebrations or practicing Sabbath days. But Paul is saying they're not the reality. They're not the substance. They're not the weighty thing. All of these things are pointing to the reality of Jesus. And that's where our focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. Not on the externals, but on the substance. Don't settle for shadow, but go for the substance, which is Christ, who is the head of all things. Right. So today, Terry, we're, we're no different than the ancient church in many ways, right? Um, a lot of us uh, would major in the minors and we, you know, the denominations split because of that. I mean, you know, not to make light of it at all, it is a serious thing, but we do. We, we just fall away uh, instead of thinking about Christ is born, Christ died, Christ risen. Those are the, the tenets that are really deeply in the, the necessary truths that we must engage in. All the other things, mm, I don't think there's going to be a quiz when we get to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right, John. And again, the church is made up of human beings, flesh and blood people like you and Kathy and me. And we get caught up on so many minor kinds of things, particularly, I mean, think about unwritten rules in the church. Like, if you want to be a part of our church, you need to look like us, dress like us, talk like us, vote like us. Now, we don't say that on our websites But in a lot of church spaces, that is the expectation. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't bring don't bring your mess into the church. I I heard somebody say this. Don't bring your mess into our church and stain the carpet. Mm. Like we we don't talk about hard things. Right. Because the unwritten rule is like if you talk about hard things, it's going to mess up life. It's going to make life complicated. Talking about your problems is going to make God look bad. Like we we believe this kind of stuff, unfortunately. You know, if I'm spiritual enough, things won't affect me emotionally. Mm-hmm. We've got all sorts of, you know, human based rules that we, we try to map onto people and they're not the things of Christ. Even if it's a good thing, it's 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 only a shadow, and Paul wants us to fixate on Jesus, as you said. He lived, he died, he was resurrected, he ascended, and one day he will come again to judge the living and the dead. We need to focus on the substance of Christ. Reverend Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church at the South Hills. Terry, let's take a break um, and let's come back and maybe talk about a real life example of some church rules and uh, what happened there. So it's the uh, Tuesday edition. It's the uh, lower humidity edition. Right on. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, 
We decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined a life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to getethos.com now for your free estimate. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Friday, August 18th, join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress. It's our Faith and Family Dinner Cruise from 6.30 to 9. Enjoy a special night out for families, couples, and groups of friends. Featuring a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. But don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear to partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. Wildfire smoke tonight will cause the moon to appear orange. Tonight's low 56. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. Smoke from Canadian wildfires can reduce air quality and create hazy skies. Tomorrow's high 82. Clear to partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 61. Partly sunny Thursday. It will be more humid with a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're talking about rules of the church, written and unwritten, with Pastor Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, Terry. Uh, earlier in the week, no, it was uh, actually earlier in last week, uh, I talked to... Um... That guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah, I really do love him. Smart. Russell Moore. Oh, yeah, sure. Had a total mental block there. I was like, Ron, I kept saying Ron Moore, and I said, no, Ron Moore's local. Talk to Russell Moore, Tear, and um, he has a brand new book out that is really, really um, forthright. 
uh, as mm. I think is the way I would put it. And Russell Moore was the head of the Southern Baptist uh, convention. convention for a while, Until for about 10 years. He was involved in leadership for even longer than that. And um, this new book is called Losing Our Religion, An Altar Call for Evangelical America. And um, he writes a lot about church rules at the beginning and in telling his own personal story. And for, you know, I don't want to retell it um, because it'd be better for people to go back and listen. You can find it on our podcast. Uh, I talked to him last Monday. Um, but basically in his position, Terry, he was um, starting to find that there was a repeated instance of uh, sexual abuse in some cases in some Southern Baptist churches. Um, But there were also cases of just treatment of men uh, against women that is was just inappropriate either in a in a power situation where you know a guy feels like he can uh, make choices for his female employees or uh, men who can make choices for their wives or whatever um, but there was a big spectrum of these issues that were coming up and the ones that were more and more severe the ones that went into sexual assault um, he was starting to hear these stories and think, okay, well, wh- I-, I didn't know that that happened. Like, wh- why haven't we talked about this? Why was this pastor just either quietly removed from the situation, kind of disappears, but there were no charges filed? Or why was he just quietly moved to another Southern Baptist church? Or allowed to continue. Or allowed to, you know, when, where he, of course, was going to continue because he wasn't really stopped the first time. And this is what the answer was from leadership. The answer was, look, we don't talk about this stuff. And the reason we don't talk about this stuff is because it's going to hurt our church's witness to the world. And if these stories come out, then people are going to give less money to the church. And then our missionaries that we're supporting overseas, they're going to you know, lose their spots. We're going to have many few, uh, many fewer missionaries than we would have had otherwise because people are, are just not going to give money. What about the victims? So, but the victims didn't matter because the rule of the church, uh, I'm using air quotes here, Terry, the rule of the church is we don't talk about it. The rule of the church is that missions is the most important thing. And so whatever hurts our missions giving is the thing that we have to avoid. Mm. So now that's an extreme example. And if you want to read more of Russell's story, like I said, you should definitely check out his book or check out my interview with him last week. But Terry, that's um, that's what that can happen. Right. Is that this is how we do it here. And so therefore you can't, you know, divert from our cause. An unwritten rule. It's an unwritten rule. And I mean, to me, part of that comes back to this unwritten rule in many church cultures is you never question those in religious authority. Right. And and that gets, you know, propagated and blown up and you, you cannot push back on anyone who's in a position of authority in, in a church or a denominational structure. Yeah, and that's toxic. And and we've created a lot of toxic environments because people have been trained and enculturated in that kind of space. Now, one of the things, and Russell Moore was was a catalyst in this prophetic prophetic voice of beginning to call that, that out in the Southern Baptist Convention. And we've seen a lot of reckoning happen in that space and a lot of other spaces. You know, and I, I haven't read Russell's book yet, but I will. And, but it, I would say, Two, is it about it's hurting mission or this is very suddenly crassly, 
Is it hurting our brand? Mm -hmm. And I think that is, you know, because the brand has to do with the money, has to do with power, all that kind of stuff. And, and again, I think one of the unwritten rules in churches, talking about problems will make God look bad. Right. Right. Rather than making us look bad or us cause, you know, have a reason to repent and turn from our sin. Somehow this is, again, uh, damaging the God brand. And we don't want to do that. Right, right. Uh, which is which is which is terrible. I mean, the only reason God looks bad is because we're so bad. <laughs> exactly. The, you know, the, and one of the things that can happen when when we choose to bring things out of you know into the light, and there can be forgiveness, repentance, confession, renewal, reconciliation, hope. I mean, all of those things are possible when we bring things into the light. But if you keep them in the darkness, if you keep them hidden, it's interesting, you know, in that text from Colossians, you know, that you read, Kathy, there's this idea of these things are a shadow of the things to come. Mm -hmm. There there are there are good shadowy things that are like foretastes of what to come, and there's bad shadowy things. Like there's there's shadowy things, there's shadowy people, there's that negative thing. And I think churches uh, you know, there's this season of reckoning that things in the that are lurking in the shadows are beginning to be seen and mm -hmm. called out for what they are. That's really good. And 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 a big part of this has to do with power dynamics. That was happening in the first century church, and it's happening in the 21st century mm -hmm. church as well. It's a power game. Yeah. What it were so, Terry? I mean, I'm sure you, this happens to you as a pastor, but just you know, even for me someone who attends a good church and you go, I'd like to invite my friend X to this church yeah. because my friend has no relationship with Jesus, but it always, you know, I'm sure everyone wrestles through this. We love our church, but it would give you pause of bringing in a new believer mm -hmm. and non-believer because there's all these hoops you yes. have to climb yeah, through. And, yeah. It would be, wouldn't it? This is never going to happen, but would it be that there was like a user's manual like, you know, the spiritual user's manual and then the church body user's manual. Like, you know, you, you buy a car and you look in the glove box and there it is. It sort of defines what you're about to enter into. Yeah, but you don't we don't even realize the rules we've set up in some instances. Right. I mean, when when Russell Moore started bringing these things up, some of the men he was bringing them up to who are in leadership positions, obviously should have known better. But some of them he said we're legitimately surprised is that a generational thing is it a generation well but either way you don't notice the rules that you've set up almost exactly and i, I don't know if this person still exists but they used to in pittsburgh they, i think they wrote for the, the pg they would anonymously visit churches hmm. and then write a review really really yeah, yeah i, I mean I, I, this happened years ago and it was always enlightening to see, like, here's an outsider. This is their perspective of this mm -hmm. particular church. Mm -hmm. And I, that's something I would say to church leaders. Do you have sets of eyes outside of your own culture? Because we get enculturated. We're blind to our blind spots. And it's a great, you know, scenario that you pointed out there, John. Do we even... Do we even have awareness of what kind of are the unwritten rules? What are the hoops? What are the expectations that that we think people are going to just map onto? And yeah, I, I'm working with the church right now in Baltimore, Maryland, and they they've done a lot of work. They're doing a ton of work around reconciliation. 
But one of the things they, they've come to realize is that we need to define our terms for ourselves and for others. And so one of the things they're doing is putting together a glossary, like a dictionary. When we use this word, uh -huh. this is what we mean. And, and I, I commend them for that because they're, they're thinking clearly. They're making sure that the words that they're using uh, have meaning and people understand that. So churches, you know, get some outside perspective. Get, get some people who are not a part of your community. Get some people who are not Christ followers to, hey, here's what I'm observing. Here's what I'm seeing. You might want to pay attention to this. Right. I mean, it's so difficult. We live in such a consumeristic society. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know this, right? I mean, whether it's someone anonymously, and, and that seems kind of quaint in a way, in the newspaper writing a review. Now, of course, I mean, I'm sure if you go to Yelp or whatever, people have reviews, and more often than not, I'm sure they're unkind because the, the church itself is a little odd to walk into, especially okay, as a believer Okay, here's the thing, though. On the other hand... Well, I don't know. We can't get out of the out of the t time we're in, but because I was thinking, you know, when my parents or your parents, any of our parents walked into church, they nobody was asking them how they felt about it. No, they were just like you they, were. They were there. You were just there. Right. And now that's resulted in a in a lot of really abusive environments and experiences exactly. and situations. And so and like that's generational because many, you know, the older generation was duty responsibility. Right. And so that, that was built into it. You know, people these days are, are less likely to do duty that. responsibility. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good though. But duty responsibility was a center point for a lot of people. I mean, I remember when we were, we were kids and my oldest sister uh, and uh, my parents were away on vacation. We went on a family vacation. My parents had like a, because everyone was a little bit older. We all, all seven of us kids and my sister's boyfriend, who was in college at the time, uh, we all went to church on a Sunday morning. Now, this was way, way back in the 60s. My brother was a bit of a hippie. I remember very clearly the pastor coming down off of the pulpit and standing next to my brother and preaching in an unkind way about my brother's appearance. You're in a service. Yep. It... And my sisters, who are not to be taken lightly, they got so hot. <laughs> they got so hot. And they stormed out of the church. And I remember one of them taking my hand as a little boy, and I trailed along behind them. But that was the era that people lived in. Of course, you would never do that today. But the, right. the, written, the unwritten rules in that church was, don't show up here looking like, you know, junior hippie. Because you're going to get called out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So let me let me just share. What... Okay, but hold on. We're going to have to stop you because we have to take a break. Okay. So hold yeah, that yeah. thought. Hold the thought. We'll okay. resume the thought when we come back. Because the rules the are we got to take a break. <laughs> yeah. No, and those are the actual rules. <laughs> yeah, it is the rule. Yeah. Terry Tim's with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about rules in the church, written and unwritten. Stick around. Our conversation continues here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. 
There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person and gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Pastor Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. He's talking to us about written and unwritten rules of the church. We started off uh, with Colossians, but Terry, you, you had a thought. And uh, we interrupted you. Yeah, sorry for that. No, that's, that's totally fine. So I heard something years ago that has really informed my thinking about my own leadership of a church. It, 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 this came from Alan Hirsch, who's an Australian missiologist. And, and he said, churches have two kinds of uh, structures. He talked about a bounded set versus a centered set. It, what, how I understand that, a bounded set means here are the list of rules, the things that you have to check off. And if you obey these rules, if you check these things off, then you can be a part of us. Mm-hmm. And again, every church kind of has their own set of rules that, uh, you know, you belong, you, you fit in here. But, but Hirsch, he, he, he said there's a different way to look at 
the church structures. What if we had a centered set? And what he meant by that, and, th- and this comes again from Colossians, uh, the, the book of Colossians. What if Christ was at the center of all things? And we were continually asking ourselves, am I moving closer to Jesus in the center or am I moving farther away from him? That's so good. Is this thought, is this word, is this action, is this motivation, is this moving me closer to who Jesus is, or am I actually moving away from Jesus? What if that was kind of the orientation in our church culture? I think that would really help us get rid of a lot of the the unwritten human traditions, the things that aren't substantial to the gospel, and and they would help us really form these communities that are Christ-centered, who that that's what our communities ought to be. Jesus is the head of all things. He's the source of life. And, and the wild thing about a centered set is, at least for me, as I understand that, in some areas of life, I'm actually moving closer to Jesus. I'm becoming the per, more and more of the person that Jesus wants me to be. And truth be told, there are other areas where I am moving away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm a hot mess. I'm a mixed bag, right. right? But if if we would recognize that, then we could be more vulnerable. Then we could bring our stuff out and say, help me, pray for me, support me, mm-hmm. hold me accountable. Right. Like we could bring that shadow stuff out into the light and we could all be more healthy and we could all more faithfully pursue the things of Christ. Right. So it's like Mike Tomlin saying the standard is the standard. The standard is the standard, but the standard has to be Jesus. And not right. our set right. of what right. we exactly. think is important. Right. Exactly. But so if that was the case, if you went to a church where that was defined, how would you succinctly define that so you the barometer of near or far? Yeah. Well, uh this calls for wisdom. Be, yeah. Well, that's... it does call for wisdom and Jesus, you know, Jesus basically said, hey, guys, there's two rules to this game, this game we call church. Here they are. Love God with everything that you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Like those are gut check kinds of commands. Am I loving God with everything that I have? And am I willing to love my neighbor as myself? Like if the, if that was the the parameters, the standard. Yeah. That, that would be a game changer. That sure would be. Hmm. Well, Terry, you've given us a lot of food for thought. You've given me a lot of food for thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worthwhile, you know, for each one of us to examine our church community and see. Our own walk. Yeah, and our own walk. Yeah. And to see how much we're enforcing rules or, or, or even arranging them or, you know, I, we don't want to be setting up roadblocks, I guess is what I'm saying. I, the the gospel, the gospel points out the roadblocks of our own sin and says there's a, there's a way to get rid of those. It's the grace, the mercy, the love of Christ. We don't want to put obstacles in the way of anyone. We want to say, here's the way. Let's walk in it. Let's walk in the way of Christ, which is the way of love. I'm into that, Terry Tim. Terry, uh, Christ Community Church of the South Hills, uh, talk to us about your church because your rules are different than my church. <laughs> we all have our own little rules. Yeah. But yeah, so one of the things we're really excited about, uh, we've actually been around for about 20 years. That's cool. 
and we've we've worshipped in a lot of different places and in this this current season we worship on sunday mornings we are doing a building share with saint david's episcopal church on mcmurray road in mcmurray so uh it's really been it's been really fascinating to kind of share a building be good stewards of this physical plant and uh Hmm. yeah so that's where we hang out on uh on sunday mornings but our focus as a church we really believe the action of god happens monday through saturday in the places we live and learn and work and serve and play so when we gather we we want to worship god but we want to empower equip and encourage people to live out the gospel in every space of life that god calls them to it all matters to jesus Amen. That's Terry Tim. Check out Christ Community Church of the South Hills. What's your website, Terry? It's uh, actually ChristCommunityChurch.me. M-E. Okay. ChristCommunityChurch.me. Thanks, Terry. Good to talk to you. you. Good stuff. Talk to you guys. Peace. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Men and friendships next. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron? was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. (laughs) Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. (laughs) Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. 
That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. I remember being a kid and thinking about my father's friends. You know, kids are weird, right? And so my at dinner time every every night, you know, my dad would talk about work. And so he had this cast of characters. Stu Getz, Itchy Baron. I mean, uh, guys, you know, that were sort of mythical in my mind. I would hear these stories. Um, but around the house, like, I would always... Guys like my dad's friends didn't show up. So it kind of made me wonder, does my dad have friends? Is my dad lonely? It was a weird thought for like I was probably 10 or 11 years old. But as a man now, I think about that often as well. Like what are the circles that men engage in so they have friendships? I I see my wife. I mean women are just wired differently. My wife has friends that, you know, just run deep, generational. They go back, you know, to elementary school. Now, I've got some friends from high school that I know still that I would consider a a very good friend. And I think that's a little rare, maybe a little unusual for some men. There are men that I went to, you know, college with that I still stay in contact with. Um, A lot of guys from church I still know pretty well. But I think the majority of men, this is just a, sort of my observation, most men have a friend or maybe two friends that they would consider close, and that's about it. Where women might have seven, eight, ten, or twelve friends that they would consider close. I saw a piece um, while I was away on vacation, and this guy said he, he did a um, a bit of an experiment. He said... Out of the blue last fall, an acquaintance emailed him and said, hey, I, I want to start jogging. I need somebody to run with. And so I was wondering if, you, if you'd want to do that. And it, the guy says, at first I was a little taken back by it, but then he thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a try. Long story short, through this just one experience, this exercise of getting up in the morning and saying, I commit to run with this guy at 7 o'clock Monday through Friday, a friendship blossomed. The guy says in the piece, let me see, let me go back to this. Who's the author here? Uh, Leonard Felsen. And the article is, like many men, I had few close friends, so I began a friendship quest. And so he said, because of this, this intentionality of someone reaching out and saying, you want to run? And him saying, yeah, I do. Something changed in his life. He, late in life, this guy's like in his mid-50s, he said, late in life, I, I, I had a new friend. Now, I, I do believe, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what it is, men, what, uh, for lack of a better word, um, lazy about it, eh, I don't really need friends. I, I don't need to hang out with that guy. I'm doing my job. When I come home from work, I'm happy to see my wife and be with my kids or just, it, it's okay to be alone. I think that's probably been pretty much the case. The cool thing about this is when you are in a Christian community, when you show up for church every Sunday, and maybe during the week as well for Bible study or whatnot, or you're part of a men's group, 
it ultimately changes you. I know that for the better forever, for the better forever. I'm not saying, you know, men have to have 20 friends, but certainly, I mean, here's a weird correlation. What just went down over these last several months at the Tree of Life trial? Say what you will. And there's a lot to say about that guy. That was a brutal upbringing that guy had. Now, I'm, I'll say this, you know, he's a mass murderer. Something clearly went wrong in this man's life. My guess is there was lack of accountability, certainly a lack of friends. No one was with this guy. He was that sort of prototypical mass murder prototype of the, the loner loser, which you think, how many guys are like that today? I don't know. The experiment really doesn't have to be an experiment. I, I know this to be true, just from my own experience. When you show up at church, you'll find your tribe. You will. If you're the least bit motivated, there's somebody waiting for you who wants to know you, who wants to hang out, who wants to be a guy with you and share their experiences, good, bad, and ugly, of what it is to be a guy. I know that to be true. I know it 100%. So if you're out there, and if you think, man, I need somebody in my life, the great place to start is the church. You're going to find Jesus, and you might find a life-changing friend. Just a thought. Have a great night. Always a great pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Check us out for more information, wordfm.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.